This program made possible by grants from Nemo Health, Speakeasy, TrackNet, and DocShop Pro. In just a moment, the program will begin. Okay, John, we are live, and here we are for our episode number eight, and we've got a really packed show tonight. I've got a lot of things I want to get to uh, that's controversial in podiatry, and we have a really special guest. We were lucky to get him, uh, and we'll talk about him shortly, but uh, I know he was on a plane flight uh, that he didn't go on because he was going to accept a Nobel Peace Prize, but instead he decided to come on our program instead. <laughs> I, I couldn't help myself. Um, yeah. Don't so, get started. <laughs> I know. I can't help myself. But let's get right to uh, some really important stuff. Um, I want to first talk about email that we've been getting because we've gotten a lot of email that uh, is referencing Speakeasy. And ever since we did that one episode talking a little bit about Speakeasy with uh, Dr. Bass, I have uh, our email box has exploded with people interested in, in Speakeasy and what it is and what they can do and, and how they can figure out what it is. Um, it's been so heavy demand of people wanting to know. We have actually scheduled a webinar for this coming Monday. And uh, if you don't know and, and you, and you want to um, uh, attend the webinar, I'm going to put a link on uh, our, our website, Essential Adaptations, so people can see where to go. They can just email us if they want the link. And uh, uh, actually, I'll put up a little flyer now that talks a little bit about uh, what's going on. But basically, it's going to be a Monday at 8 p.m. and it's going to talk about Speakeasy, what it is. Uh, why it's different than what you know from the old uh, technology of uh, dictation software. It, it's going to be something uh, that people are going to want to see. And I know, John, you and I have talked a little bit about uh, Speakeasy and making it even easier for, for people to, to get, get on board. You want to talk about that, that special promotion I know that's going yeah. on? Yeah, so uh, th there's a September promotion uh, that we've put together and I think it's uh, something that we'll talk more about on the webinar. But, you know, the reason we're seeing such a demand, Jeff, is, is simply because of the, the overwhelming and daunting process that's going on right now with chart audits. And we've not only had Alan Bass talk about this, but we've had Vince Butachi, who's, a, who's an attorney that deals with these audits all the time, that gave a lot of credence to the fact that these audits are ramping up significantly. A tool like Speakeasy is not only designed to make your charting so much faster, but it just makes them so much more compliant. We've put together a September promotion that kind of couples and joins the compliance factor into this tool. And those of you out there that may have seen the social media advertising 
advertisements of this promotion. We've brought in a certified professional coder and auditor. And part of the promotion is the fact that anybody who is interested in Speakeasy can submit securely and confidentially through this application five charts. And we have some specifics that we ask for regarding what these patient charts involve. And you will receive a complimentary audit of those five charts, along with a report card of where the deficiencies lie in your charting. And uh, that's all done by a professional coder and auditor, coupled with the fact that if you purchase Speakeasy by September 30th, we're going to be throwing in a free power mic, a nuanced power mic that values at $329. Uh, it just makes the process of using Speakeasy so much faster and easier as well. So it's a great promotion, and it's in response to all these emails and the growing family of users that we now have nationwide for Speakeasy. Yeah, I, I like that idea, that big promotion, and it gets it gets people a little bit easier to get on board. And, and everybody that uh, tries Speakeasy, uh, after the first week, I usually get an email from them saying, where has this been all my life? Because it's so much easier to go through a command, change your variables by voice, or even add something. I remember doing uh, charting and saying, oh, I got to type something special because there's something different about yeah. this case. It's so much easier just to speak it and move on. It, and we all, we've all been saying that, that if we, if we were in practice today, you know, why wasn't this around when we were in practice? And, you know, this is developed not only by you and I, but a team of consultants as well, including Dr. Learman from the APMA yeah. coding. Uh, so he's he's actually the, the, the brains behind making sure that all of these commands lead to LCD compliant uh, chart notes. Yeah. Okay, so uh, if anybody's interested, just head to our website, EssentialAdaptations.com, and I'll put a link to the Speakeasy website so you can you can uh, get to it and make your own decisions. I'm not forcing anybody, but uh, uh, audits are, are not fun, and uh, I know what happens. So uh, speaking of audits and numbers, and uh, you probably saw that announcement that there's a new CPT code out uh, for uh, additional supplies, materials, and clinical stuff above and beyond the usual of what you would expect uh, for uh, uh, usual supplies associated with an office visit or facility visit. And this code, this new code that's being created is going to be intended to cover the COVID supplies, the masks, extra masks, not just a mask, uh, extra gloves, what would be above and beyond. There has not been a, a dollar amount set to it. Nobody's said that they've accepted that this is uh, the insurance company will accept this code, but it's the first stage in, in getting a code. And uh, that brings to mind for me something that I want to talk about. And I'm going to talk about it as a dumpster fire. And what I mean is, oh, no, yeah, oh, yeah. Like, you know, I'm going to say this fire. because, oh, yeah, when you say dumpster fire, we're in trouble. Oh, God, this is a dumpster fire. So CPT codes, the code that they're creating, the 99072 and every CPT code in the face of the freaking planet is owned by the AMA. It's copyrighted by the AMA. And God knows how this happened. But the United States Senate and Congress bay way back when allowed them to copyright this. So every time you use a code, somebody's paying a residual licensing fee to the AMA. And the only reason I'm bringing this up is because podiatry in general and many professions in general have not seen eye to eye to the, with the AMA and their viewpoints on certain things. And one of those is some of the orthopedic community has always tried to lambaste podiatry. 
And I bring this up because every time we use a CPT code, we are forced to pay them money to put in their coffers to try and bury us with. And that just pisses me off. So I'm calling this new segment, the dumpster fire that I can't stand and it ain't right. <laughs> okay, so, so to all of you listening out there, the, the views and opinions of Dr. Frederick are not necessarily the views and opinions of Dr. Juliana and our special guest tonight. Oh, that's true. Okay, <laughs> so I got that off my chest. I feel better. And, good, and, and good. now let's talk about our special guest. So we have tonight uh, Mr. Uh, Rem Jackson. And uh, Rem Jackson, <laughs> if you don't know, is the CEO and founder of uh, a company called Top Practices. And uh, some of you do know what top practices is. If you don't, I'll kind of describe in a nutshell, but he'll tell us a little bit more about it later. Uh, basically, top practices is a way for doctors to connect and figure out the puzzle of becoming successful. And uh, Rem has figured out this formula and he's worked with many, many doctors for many years. And we'll probably talk about when we first met Rem and how he came, uh, get, began onto the podiatry scene. Um, he has been to many, many lectures for podiatry on marketing um, and uh, networking and uh, making uh, a not so successful practitioner into a successful practitioner. And he's got lots of people that uh, sing his praises. He is also, um, I, he's the, a member of the Podiatry Hall of Fame from Barry Block's site. So that's a, a nice feather in his cap. Um, he has been given several awards from the AAPPM, which uh, both of us were part of for quite some time. Uh, he is very, very knowledgeable on what it takes to become successful. And we hope to crack that nut tonight to help some of our viewers that are struggling out there because there's a lot of people struggling out there. He comes to the table with a very interesting viewpoint, having seen people become successful, having seen people not be successful, and what uh, lies in between and how to get you on the right path. He's written uh, a book, uh, he's uh, lectured, uh, he is uh, generally knowledgeable, and his background is from the corporate world, mind you. So he's done a lot of different things. I have known him and you have known him way back in the 2000s, maybe 2005, six, seven, I can't even remember uh, where we first met him, but uh, we have watched him uh, help our colleagues and that's partly why he's on here and because his viewpoint is so unique that hearing his viewpoint and getting his views on success and what it takes will help a lot of our colleagues. And remember, that's why we're doing this. We really want uh, podiatry to thrive. So uh, anything else do you think I left out on that resume, uh, John? Man, that, that was incredible. How could I add anything to that? But we'll, <laughs> ask, we'll, we'll ask Rem to, to uh, embellish on some of those things. And that was without a resume. That's just off the top of what our- That was pretty said. darn good. So let me, let me bring him in here because, uh, oh, there he is. Rem, there you are. Glad that you're with us tonight. Yes. Uh, it's nice to be here. And Jeff, that was outstanding. I think after an introduction like that, we should just conclude now and, <laughs> and, and not, not drop anybody's opinion of me as I actually speak. Well, I, I held back the negative things. So you were, <laughs> you. Uh, here it is right here, because uh, basically you were thrown out of New Jersey and now you got to live in Vegas. <laughs> no, Pennsylvania. He's Pennsylvania. a Pennsylvania boy. Oh, sorry. He was a Pennsylvania boy and they threw you out. So now you, you, you found your way into Vegas where everything's legal. <laughs> well, I went to Vegas because I was tired of winter. And uh, 
I've been here four years and absolutely love every single day of it. So anyway, it's great to be here with you guys. I'm delighted. Good to have you, Ryan. Excellent. John, why don't you hit him up with our first tough question to make his head spin? Yeah, and none of these will be tough, of course. Um, but Rem, start, if you will. For those of you who don't know you, and I can't imagine there's many that don't know you, tell us the story of Rem. You know, where um, where did you conceptualize? How did you conceptualize this whole concept of top practices? Uh, how did you get started? Tell us all about the evolution of this. Well, I, uh, I started... Uh, my corporate career uh, really in earnest um, at a publishing company in Lancaster, Pennsylvania. And uh, we developed a line of products called Classroom Connect, which back in 1993, we were talking about you could use the internet and let us tell you what the internet is. Um, and uh, in, 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 in K through 12, kindergarten through senior high instruction and, uh, and had an absolutely delightful uh, career uh, you know, building and growing uh, that that company, and actually um, ended up selling it to. I was I was one of the management team. I wasn't the owner. The owner sold it to a venture capital group out in California, and actually moved to California um, in the process of all that, and just loved all of it. And then in 2001, uh, you know, we had 9/11. Everything changed. Uh, the 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 federal government looked at. Uh, uh, you know, funding in education went very much towards uh, testing and standard standardization and whatever. And so all of the the enthusiasm for technology sort of uh, kind of went uh, went bye byes and budgets were were in bad shape. And so that kind of ended. And I started to really you know take a look at you know what could I do. I started to work back with the folks back in Pennsylvania that had always worked with. Uh, with uh, dentists and optometrists, lawyers, podiatrists. And I was uh, back there working with them and said, you know, who is it in podiatry that uh, is really helping people and leading people? And they said, it's the AAPPM. And they happen to have their, their annual meeting is being held in Baltimore, um, right down there at the convention center. And we called up and I made an appointment to speak to the board and uh, Jeff, you were there in that yep. meeting. Yep. And uh, I met the board. Uh, you know, I met Charlie Griner. I met Jeff. I met uh, Bill McCann and um, um, some other folks at that point, Hal Ornstein. And, uh, and uh, we hit it off. And I was asked to speak at the, the very next meeting in Pittsburgh, which, of course, I would return to Pittsburgh again and again and again to that same Marriott. The and, Holy uh, Land. It was the Holy, the Holy Land. Land. Exactly right. <laughs> and... Uh, uh, and really developed just a tremendous relationship with them. I met you, John, when we went to the first, uh, a, when I went to my first APPM meeting down at uh, Lagomar. And um, I can remember you were sitting on those couches that are right there in that, that right outside the little shop or whatever. And, you know, I said, hi, I'm John Giuliana. And, and you were just so great to me. And, uh, uh, and it's just been uh, tremendous ever since then to just work with literally hundreds now of podiatrists. So that's how the whole thing came. But it was also because podiatry was deeply underserved for management and marketing. Uh, mainly the marketing side was where I was primarily focused at the time. And, uh, you know, we just had some really fresh ideas and helped people and developed a methodology now, as Jeff kind of pointed out to. And that's really top practices. Ever since then, you know, it's been um, almost 14 years. 
And actually, I met you guys in 2006, um, and it was 2007, January 1st, we launched it. Uh, and to this day, it's been, without a doubt, the, the, the single most rewarding experience of my entire professional career. That's great. Fantastic. So uh, I'll, I'll go for question number two, Jeff, if you'd like. Yeah. All right. So, Ram, um, naturally, everybody is focused on COVID right now, but just for a moment, we'll get to COVID shortly, but just for a moment, put COVID aside. Um, what would you say is the most persistent challenge that your clients, and you've got many, you've got a great following. What is the, what is the most persistent challenge that they face and how do you often recommend navigating around those challenges? Okay. Well, uh, I mean, I would say that the, the challenges that they're facing now, you know, setting aside the unique circumstances of COVID, but really it isn't any different now than it is any other time, um, frankly. And so it's the usual suspects. Uh, I would start there. And the usual suspects are it is difficult to market a professional practice if you don't know how. So I want to have more patients that are the kinds of patients that I want to see. And then the second part of that is once you start to really rework someone's uh, marketing so that they really do have the volume that they were looking for and the quality of the patients, um, you know, a lot of times people would rather see a lot less routine care and rather see more heel pain. Um, as just a, a simple example. Uh, then they start to get um, overwhelmed with that volume because if you're at lower numbers and you're, and most podiatrists learned how to manage a practice from another podiatrist that didn't know how to manage a practice. And so, uh, I mean, it just, it just perpetuates and moves on and on. And, uh, uh, and so what we do, you know, I work with Dr. Peter Wishney and Tina Del Buono as my consultants work together and basically say, there's a way, there's a way to market your practice, manage your practice, so you can get home for dinner and have a life and not spend all night, uh, you know, catching up on charts and things. Something like Speakeasy helps a lot with that, obviously. I knew we'd um, get him to say it. I knew we would get him to say it. <laughs> I owe you 20 bucks now, John. <laughs> I heard about the promotion. That sounds great. I went in. and uh, But anyway, you know, he had me at the microphone, actually. I was like, ooh, that's a nice microphone. That sounds really super. But then, uh, and then their mindset, you know, I mean, Henry Ford said, if you think you can or you think you can't, you're probably right. And it is difficult in the day-to-day -day grind as people see it to just stay focused and, and really um, and, and happy. And so, and enjoy your practice. And that's, that's the, the first part. So marketing, management, and mindset. But then there's the unique medical challenges that get added on, layered on top of, by the way, what I just said there, marketing management mindset is every business in the country, okay? That's, that's, that's just what it is. That's how it is to be in practice, professional business. But then uniquely medicine has, you know, this over-regulation and the rules are always changing. I mean, Jeff pops up, now we have a code or a CPT code. We don't really know if we do or don't or whatever and the AMA's getting, I can't even believe that one. I mean, oh, yeah. you said that. I've never heard that. And I think, you know, how, who was the smart person that sorted that one out? Wow. Well, um, Graham, uh, you said something, and I, I don't want to interrupt you too much on your train of thought, but um, you said something uh, a few sentences back that I think is extremely important people forget. If you, and I always used to say, if you're not having fun at work, something's wrong. Right. And you have right. this incredible 
quote, and I hope you made it up and didn't steal it from somebody because I'm giving you a lot of credit about this. Your quote is something, and correct me if I'm wrong, is uh, money can't make you happy, but ha being happy can make you money. Is that the quote? Yeah, it's actually um, making money doesn't make you happy, but being happy can make you a lot of money. And, and yes, that, I have said that. that. That goes along with what I've always said, and I believe part of what you're saying now is you have to enjoy being at work. And if you're not enjoying being at work, something's completely wrong, and that level of success ain't going to happen. Yeah, I always tell my, my um, top practices members, you know, like Friday at four o'clock is the best time of the week, right? Everybody knows that. We all look forward to it. Because um, you got Friday night, you got Saturday, you got Sunday, but about Sunday evening, all of that, oh, Monday's coming starts to set in with people. My whole goal in working with people is that people think about Monday coming about, you know, six, seven o'clock on, on Sunday night, and they think, good, it's Monday. I'm looking forward to that. I get to go back to work. That's the way it really should be. So we've got these unique medical challenges and um, you know, they're always changing the rules. They're over-regulating and, and that's real in medicine. But here's the thing, you can't fix those medical challenges. So stop trying to fix it. I mean, you obviously you wanna contribute to the pack. You wanna do the things that you can do, anything you can do to make things better, but that's outside of your sphere of influence. So stop being angry about it and just roll up your sleeves and deal with it because you can focus on the fundamentals. And those fundamentals go back to your marketing. You can do that. Your mindset, you can do that. You can you can adjust how you see things and also how you manage. Um, and you know, I spend all my time now talking about three numbers and three numbers only. I call them the three points of leverage. The first one is how many patients are in your office every single day and how many of them are new patients? That's the first number. The second number is your per visit revenue, which I learned from Dr. Juliana. How much on average is generated every single time a patient walks in your office? You can control that. And then the last one is how many dollars per hour does your practice generate when it's open? Because that's a function of how efficient your practice is and how you, well you're utilizing your time, your people, your treatment rooms, and everything that you have. Um, so you can affect your own mindset and your own thinking. Um, and by the way, that last one, your mindset, it's the most important thing. Because if, like you said, John, Jeff, if you're happy, then you can be wildly successful, much more than most people realize. And that's what we do. Yeah. Excellent. John, you asked, how do I navigate? How would I suggest people navigate through those challenges? So I got, I got three things I'd like to say about that. Number one, rejoice that you are a podiatrist. Rejoice that you made this decision and that this is your chosen profession. Um, because podiatry practices are strong and they are resilient in up markets and in down markets. And by the way, in pandemics, I'm here in Las Vegas right now. The, the casinos and the banquet business here and all of the shows may not recover for four or five years. I mean, it is uncertain right now what's going on here. Almost every single one of, with exception of two, of all the people I work with across uh, in the United States, um, actually the world, um, um, are either at 100% of their pre-COVID levels of volume or higher. So number one, rejoice that you're a podiatrist. What a wonderful, bright future that you have. 
Second, focus on these fundamentals. Like I said, you can control that. Like they just launched the NFL season. You know what those guys were doing? Those superstars, they were running plays, passing balls, practicing tackling, hitting the sleds. It's the fundamentals that will always take you there. And the last one is what I believe is the core of all this is mastermind with smart, positive, creative people. Listen to this podcast. Get connected with other people that can give you good ideas, not say, oh, ain't it awful? Isn't this terrible? It's so bad. No, it's if you think you can or you think you can, you're probably right. That's why top practices, I call it the mastermind group, because we are simply focused on how we're successful and happy, not the other way around. There's enough people that will ruin your day and don't let that happen. So that's. That's my navigation tips, John. The, 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 uh, the Top Practices uh, is a great organization. Uh, and, and I know that uh, you limit how many people can be in that organization. But if you're an Essential Adaptations viewer, I know REM will allow you to join if you're very interested. Is that Another September promotion. That's great. <laughs> yeah, that's great. Uh, absolutely true. Um, and uh, I just had to get back from the actual Nobel ceremonies. And then- <laughs> so, Rem, um, now let's talk a little bit about COVID. And I'm going to ask you to separate your clients. And I want you to think of those who are not currently or not yet currently your clients. Uh, because I know that your clients function at a different level. And, and like you just said, uh, they've already recovered from COVID. But let's talk about COVID for a moment. And the typical podiatrist that you know we're, we, we know of and we speak to is still suffering from the COVID effect. Um, yeah. Tell us what you would recommend. Just give us one solid tip on how to recover from COVID. Can I give you three? Okay. You know, I'll say something here that I I have seen, and that is focus on, this is is real on the ground stuff, right? So focus on orthotics. I cannot tell you the demand for orthotics has gone through the roof as people can only walk, hike, or walk around the um, house and mess up their feet. And my doctors are prescribing and 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 um, dispensing three, four times the amount of orthotics that they ever did before. It is absolutely appropriate. So this is just a great way to try to recover your practice on something that most of you really like. Well, that actually makes a lot of sense, Rem, because, you know, if you think about it, during COVID, uh, everybody started working out. Everybody started walking. I see people walking now that, you know, typically you wouldn't see walking from the couch to the refrigerator. And now you see them out doing three, four miles a day. Makes perfect sense. It's all they can do. And I mean, especially back when it was much worse, it is all they can do. So the need is, the need's always been there. But anyway, I would just, you know, look at your protocols on on orthotics. Um, The second one is lasers and, and ancillaries, you know, the pain lasers even fungal toenails or whatever. Um, it's just a wonderful way for you to serve your patients. Anything you can do that's cash-based, it's great. So, you know, really pay attention to that. And then the last one I'd like to say is this. Get to be really great at managing all of the social distancing stuff that you have to do. And instead of seeing this as this 
huge burden that we have to deal with. And fair enough, it is. But, you know, start to start to revel in it and get really good at this. And then here's the thing, you know, move people through utilizing all of the requirements that we have with social distancing. But you and your staff need to make it where you get really good at it. And then and then when we no longer have to do this, OK, all right, don't change. You know, don't you? I mean, maybe you won't be using as much PPE or something like that. And by the way, I saw you guys have donated an enormous amount of that. And, and yeah. um, congratulations and thank you for doing that. But but um, but don't go back to it. Instead, instead, take that extra time, compress people into the time that you can and take off one day a week and one week, one day. Um, use it to build your practice one week, make it to build your practice. And then the second week in the month, use it to either make your golf game better or to get your fishing um, where the way you want it to be. Live your life. But take the skills that you're developing now. It's, these are really efficiency skills. Don't lose them later and recognize there's a silver lining in that. I hope that's helpful. That was great. Yeah. Good, good tips. So Jeff already stole part of my next question and he probably didn't even know that I was going to be asking this question Rem but you know when I sit through any of your presentations one of the things that I really really enjoy are your philosophical quotes and and you gave us two already and I hope that you have more because what I'm going to ask you in this question is to give us three of your favorite philosophical quotes okay well, my, one of my favorites is by Jim Rohn, who said, you're the average of the five people you hang out with the most. Ask my kids how many times I told them that. <laughs> you're right. And it's absolutely true. And some of you are you're thinking about that and thinking, uh-oh, I'm in trouble. Uh, for instance, John, you, you know, hang out with Jeff a lot. So, you know, yeah. there's well, this. You got to have one bad habit, you, you know. Graded on the yeah. curve. Yeah. <laughs> But it's true. I mean, if you want to hang around with people that you want to be like, um, and if you want to be financially independent, hang out with financially independent people. If you want to be positive, hang out with positive people. Don't think that you can turn on the news and listen to those terrible, awful, horrible commentators on all those political channels, whatever flavor you like, and think that you're immune to it. You are not immune to it. All it does is work you up and upset you. Take your, your focus and hang out with people that can make you better. Read books by people that can help you. Um, my second favorite one, and I got five for you, Jeff, but, uh, but uh, John, but Jeff stole the last one from me, um, which is great because he quoted me. And I mean, that's rarely ever happens. I don't think I've said much quotable, but that I actually Googled really hard to make sure I was the person that said that, and I, I am. But um, whatever the mind can conceive and believe it can achieve, that is Napoleon Hill. And nothing is truer than I can possibly imagine. And, you know, uh, some of you might know John has been a guest on my podcast um, called Prosperity and Something Greater. Um, and um, I've got a small mini series that's coming out. It's going to start out with uh, a real look at Napoleon Hill, actually. Um, and so but if you can think it and you can you can believe it, you can do it. And uh, this is just so many people that are successful will tell you that. Also, he said, behind every adversity, setback or failure is an equivalent or greater benefit. Again, that's Napoleon Hill. Listen, 
this is a dark cloud that we're in with this COVID-19. I mean, there's 200,000 people that have passed away and so much has been, I mean, the economy, we don't even know what the, the damage is. But the truth of the matter is there are silver linings absolutely everywhere. Third one is by Marcus Aurelius, um, who's one of the great Stoics and uh, one of the great uh, Roman emperors. And he said two things. He said, if the cucumber is bitter, throw it away. If there are brambles in the path, go around them. The point is, and it, this comes from a tremendous book by, um, and I'm cheating here because I'm going to give you a book before I give you some books. Um, it's called The Obstacle is the Way by Ryan Holiday. Um, and it's, it's just a fact. You know, we sit around and reinforce all of our problems and our obstacles so often, and we just don't have to do that. If your cucumbers bitter, throw it away, move on. Our grandparents weren't the whiny um, uh, babies that we can so often be. We just think, you know, this is so hard or whatever. It's, you know, no, no. I mean, my goodness, they fought in one World War II. Um, they did. I mean, we're staying home on the couch. I mean, and I'm not trying to mitigate uh, this, the struggles that are going on. But let's remember here, I mean, you know, in some cases, we all need to just grow up and get a little tougher. And then the last one is mine. Making money doesn't make you happy, but being happy can make you a lot of money. And uh, That's I've seen point. it over and over and over again. That is, that is, those are great, great quotes. And there's a lot of depth to what they mean. Um, so I, I want to transition from the seriousness to the more important things. Um, What's your best wine recommendation? You knew that was freaking <laughs> <Yeah>. coming, didn't you? <laughs> okay. I actually, I actually, I knew you were going to ask me this question. And I'm and, low. Don't screw with me because. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so I got, I got a couple here, um, uh, but I'm going to give you three books real quick. You hmm. got to read The Slight Edge by Jeff Olson. Yep. You got to read The Keys to Success by Napoleon Hill. Yep. And Podiatry Prosperity by Rem Jackson. Jackson. That's a great book. I read it. Yeah. And actually, the, the Podiatry Business Solution by Dr. Peter Wishney, too. That's really And there'll be a fourth to add to your list very soon, Rem. Oh, good. All right. I'm yep. delighted to hear yep. that. Yep, we're working on it. By the That's end great. of this year. Yep. Good for yep. you guys. John and I are, are working on it. Uh, and uh, hopefully, it will help our colleagues like, like your book has. Um, give me the wine recommendation. Okay, here's the wine recommendations. Now, Jeff, I, I, I thought about this in terms of uh, the people that are listening, not necessarily you. Okay. <laughs> okay. Price point. Here we go. I've got, all right. I've got one for you. Um, so here's the first one. You can find this anywhere. And it's a Riesling by um, Charles Smith. It's called Kung Fu Girl Riesling. It's one giant vineyard up in Washington. It's like 10 bucks. And if you like a little sweeter wine, go see, he's shaking his head. He, he doesn't want to hear this, but and it comes listen, with a free headache. That is an absolutely <laughs> great um, uh, okay. reason. Well, at the quantity, Jeff, of course, I understand that. <laughs> I, Here's the, wait a minute. It's not, it's not, it's, it's never your fault. It's because you were overserved. Yeah, Think right. about that. With your own hand. Exactly. <laughs> okay. The second wine is um, available at Costco right now because it just picked it up. And it's from a winery in the Willamette Valley called the in, in Oregon called the A to Z Wineworks. And it's a it's a bubbly rosé. It's called Bubbles. And um, you can get it at Costco right now. And it we just cracked it open on a summer night. It is fantastic. Jeff, this one's for you. There's a winery in Napa right on the valley floor called Ballantine. B 
B-A-L-L-E-N-T-I-N-E. Do you know it? Mm, no. Great wine right there on the valley floor, Ballantine. But they have a, they have a reserve Zinfandel mm-hmm. that comes from the hottest spot in Calistoga on this little spot where the, uh, the there's a narrowing of the mm-hmm. valley. That stuff is $50 a bottle, and it drinks like a like a $150 bottle. It is wow. fantastic. Pick it up. Excellent. And then the last thing I'll just share with everybody is there's an app you can get for your phone called Vivino, V-I-V-I-N-O. And it's wonderful because you can you can take a photograph of any label of wine and you can see the people what people think about it not experts not the wine spectator people but simply people that um like you and me and you can get a one to five rating it's just super they'll send you emails every day when wine we have we have wine right here probably every other day from them and um it's the best little app ever you'll love it the the best thing you ever told me about wine ram is no matter how big of a wine refrigerator you get, it ain't gonna. It's not gonna it's not be big enough. enough. It's you not enough. Right. Yeah. <laughs> philosophy number six, right there. <laughs> well, yeah. wherever you build wine storage, you will use it. I'm already like you. I, I, I already extended into the basement. It's like there was no stopping it. It's it's a force to be reckoned with. But a lot of people use it for for their COVID recovery. So, okay, indeed. So, uh, gentlemen, time is flying. So we probably have uh, room for just a little bit more. Anything else that you want to grow Rem on with, uh, John? Uh, I would ask Rem, do you do you have anything, Rem, that um, I, I missed in, in questions? Anything important that you want to convey to all the listeners, all of our colleagues? Well, you didn't miss anything, but, um, but I do have a thought that I want to share with you. So, on my podcast, um, which again is not about podiatry, it's not about um, business, it's about prosperity. And uh, and I've I've interviewed people like um, like John and um, Doc Dockery was on there, and and uh, some best selling uh, New York Times best selling authors Dan Butner have been on there. And um, but at the end of every one of those episodes, I end with uh, something simple. I say, um, you know, I say this is Rem Jackson. I say, smile when you wake up. And then have a really great day. And, and I just want to say that that's a serious uh, thing that I have learned to do. So every morning when I wake up, you know, and you wake up, you don't know what your mind's doing or whatever, and you become aware, oh, I'm still alive. How about that? And, um, and I smile. But that smile is to remind me about the blessings that I have, have in my life. And if you are able to listen to this podcast right now, you live a blessed life. Um, you're not, you're not living on the streets. You have a blessed life. And if you're focusing on all the obstacles in front of you and all your problems, you're missing the point because today may well be the very last day you have, or it might be another 40, 50 years. I don't know how long you've got, but you might as well enjoy today. And every morning I talk to my subconscious mind. I say, today's, we're going to have the best day we can possibly have today. And so when that problem shows or that letter arrives or whatever it is, my first and primary thing is that I'm going to enjoy my life today. And that has ripples, folks. That affects your patients, your staff, your family, and I think even a little bit beyond. So smile when you wake up and have your best day ever. 
Excellent. Excellent advice. Positive Great. attitude. I love it. Thank you, Rem, uh, for taking time out of uh, your busy schedule. Uh, I do know you are very busy, and we do appreciate you appearing on our, our video uh, podcast. Some great information. Uh, I will try the wine. You will get my review. Uh, Good. And, You'll uh, love it. Yeah, we appreciate it. Um, as always, uh, it's a pleasure to talk with you, and I'm going to pull you out of the shot. Thank you again uh, uh, for being here. Thanks, Thank Rem. You. Bye-bye. Excellent, 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 excellent. Um, let's see. All right. That's good. All right. Two seconds. Boy, I, I do need a producer, John. This is tough. <laughs> okay. It's not in our budget, pal. <laughs> All right. So that was fascinating. Rem is always a fascinating guy. Always uh, brings, chock full of good advice. Oh, gosh, yes. Brings uh, interesting, interesting stuff to the table. Um, Let's go right into our puzzler stuff because we got some good stuff to get to. First, I got to talk about last uh, time's puzzler uh, was um, I showed a picture of a guy kind of in a Western scene and I played some theme music to a, uh, a TV program from the 60s. Uh, we got some entries. Uh, we had a winner. And the winner was Dr. Nancy Gamer. She guessed or actually knew the program, Wild Wild West, with Robert Conrad. Very, very popular program. In fact, it was one of my favorite programs. Didn't miss an episode. I oh. probably could tell you all the plots. Uh, so, and, and it reminds me, is what the hell did we do as kids? Because all we did is watch TV. Well, yeah, it's, it's funny that that's your favorite program. And uh, today's puzzler actually is my favorite program. Oh, that's right. So uh, let me fill uh, this in. So obviously, if you know the answer to today's puzzler, which we'll give you in a second, uh, you send it to info at essentialadaptations.com, which is up on the screen now. And let me pull this in. So I've got two things to pull in, John. Uh, one is a picture. I'll tell you when it's up. Okay, so the picture is up right now of the house that you're going to ask the question about. Uh, but before you ask the question, I'm going to try and key in, and this is from a TV program, I'm going to try and key in the theme music to help people with this issue, and then I'll have you ask the question. So just hang for a second. All right, the picture's up, and hopefully this works. We'll, we'll see. Okay, John, that is enough. The theme song did make it. The picture is still up. So uh, go ahead, give us uh, the puzzler for tonight. Yeah, so I don't know why, but this was one of my favorite shows as a kid. In the 1960s sitcom, The Munsters, Obviously. what was The Munsters' home address? And there's the house, just in case that jogs your memory. <laughs> And uh, when you asked me that earlier, of course, I knew that uh, being a, a child, uh, a crazy child of <clears throat> the 60s, um, TV programs was it. And we're going to try and hopefully uh, get a quick winner on this one because this this should be easy. Should be easy. Yeah. If you grew up in the 60s, it should be really, really easy. All right, John. Boy is way past my bedtime. Uh, we did a great job with Rem. 
Uh, as always, our hope is that this program helps uh, our colleagues with running their podiatry practices, gives them some incentive, some ideas. As always, if you have an idea that you want us to talk about or a problem that you want us to help solve, we're happy to bring in experts and talk about it. That's what Essential Adaptations is all about. Our next broadcast is always on the first and third of the month. So uh, the first Wednesday and third Wednesday of the month, the next Wednesday coming up, John, will be October 7th, uh, Wednesday night at 8 p.m. Wow. It's going fast. Well, if only winter would go fast. But what do you know about winter? You live in Florida. <laughs> yes, indeed. All right, John. Thank you, as always, and uh, have thank a good night. You. you too. Thanks.